0: Hello, you're about to listen to an episode recorded from an Instagram live from late 2020. In the run up to Christmas and in the midst of a global pandemic, I made it my duty to create a platform for local businesses, creators, makers. Interesting people with great stories to share these stories, to share their values and their ventures and their good stuff in life. If you're here and listening to this for the first time, the chances are you've seen on Instagram that I've been sharing again, both the early episodes of Good Stuff Radio and this second series of Instagram Lives. Give me a follow on Instagram if you haven't already, if you've just found me randomly. Hello and welcome. Give me a follow on Instagram at l.dean, that's at E-L dot D-E-A-N-E, You'll find all updates relating to Good Stuff Radio and upcoming interviews and lives that you can get involved with and submit questions to. It is these lives that will form the basis of future episodes right here. I'm changing the title to some of these episodes because rather confusingly, I hosted these Good Stuff conversations on my Workwear profile and, you know, I'm simplifying things everything will be at l.dean and that is why please ignore any Good Stuff Radio related social handles in this and any upcoming episodes you listen to because they don't exist anymore. Give me a follow at l.dean for more information. I look forward to connecting with you and I really hope you enjoy these conversations. Hello everyone, this is the first of the relaunched Good Stuff Radio lives. I am live on Instagram today, it's the 29th of January, it's the day before my birthday. If you're listening to this later on, i.e. it's not the 29th of January, then you're listening on your favourite podcast platform, you're listening to Good Stuff Radio. Hit subscribe, share with your mates and follow me on Instagram at l.dean, that's at e dot d-e-a-m-e of course if you're here already you know that because you already follow me today i'm introducing somebody i've never met before but we have an extensive instagram dm history we first connected over the best instagram story that i've ever seen that i'll share with you shortly i can see the m's dj m's is in the house do you think i get a job as a dj probably not saying stuff like that maybe not i don't know I'm going to welcome, share some good conversation, get Ems answering some questions, learn more about Ems and her story. And here she is. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? You okay? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, thank good. you very much for joining me tonight. This is the first live of 2021 and on my new account. Um, well, an uh, thank you. <laughs> it's great to to finally get a chance to have a good chat to you as i just said we've um we've yeah passed quite a few messages back and forth over the past few months um I think when uh I knew that we were gonna be Instagram mates and hopefully meet in person was when I saw your Instagram story. I think you're in Wilco, and I think we were <laughs> coming out of um like the the first lockdown maybe, and you're like you had like three items to get you wanted to be in and out as quick as possible and you're like, I'm made for this moment. And I saw that and I was like, what a legend. <laughs> but anyway, have you had it a good was,
1: day? Yeah, it was like during, yeah, it was like during the pandemic and I I knew what I wanted and I was straight in.
0: Bosh, Boom, <laughs>
1: done. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, um, one day I will apply for safe market sweep.
0: Totally, you... I'm on that. We saw everything we needed to see. We've seen the skills. <laughs> Shall I send
1: that as my audition tape?
0: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. It was great. Um, how's your week been?
1: It's been all right. It's been a bit of a... Uh, we're, tran- we're doing a lot of transitional stuff um, in my day job. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind week. And I'm, I'm sure it's set to be a busy couple of months. But it's all part of learning new things in work and stuff. So take it, take it as it comes, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, To give us an overview, I mean, we've launched into conversation of our show your week's been. Would you like to introduce yourself? First and (laughs) foremost.
1: I know, but we're having our first chat, so we're getting the presentries out of the way.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: I am a DJ, and I also work for um, a label services company as an admin assistant. Label services is, we sign record labels and then we do all of the legwork for them to release their music um from digital marketing to accounts distribution and all things like that
0: awesome and tell me more about your djing
1: my djing well i am very proud to say that i'm a dj because it's it's all i've ever wanted to do and not many people are able to say that they've actually achieved what they what they set out to do and every time I'm on the radio and I'm saying that you're listening to DJMs, it blows my mind and it will never get old and it will never wear off. Um, and said radio station is Flex FM. Um, another thing that I'm very proud to be a part of is, is Flex. They, they were a pirate for about 25 years, I think. And then um, they got their license and they've been legal for two years um, and just going from strength to strength, so it's it's a really cool place to be part of um and yeah, radio was never in my sights and i 'm there and it's, it's awesome, so I do that um but i've also done so many parties eighteenth thirteenth twenty first sixtieth to get to get experience and things like that, and Christmas parties and stuff so um I'm not there yet, but I'm well on my way to, to where I want to be. So, yeah, it's very cool.
0: Awesome. And how how have you got to today? You just mentioned there about DJing parties and that. What other elements have come together and what have you kind of worked on to get to? Shouting out that DJMs is hosting and you are on live on air, that type of thing. How have you got to today? Um, so my journey
1: into DJing, started many years ago. I remember being probably 14, 15. um, We didn't have Spotify, but we had YouTube and I would watch um, and listen to Avicii, Tiesto, Afrojack, David Guetta. And around that time was when EDM was really like having a big surge um, in electronic music. like David Guetta was working with Black Eyed Peas and, um, you know, all of that sort of stuff was going on. And I basically was like, oh, this is cool. Like, they just stand up there and play tracks. So I was like, well, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I was like, they're getting paid to like play music and like listen to music. And I was like, oh, well, I think I want to do that. And that was literally my my thought process. I was like, okay, cool. So how do I do that? So bought like the kids dj stuff um we had the dj hero um of guitar hero
0: nice.
1: um Smat like smash that i was like yeah this is it <laughs> and then um yeah just like watched those videos just, like played played around um and then just took lots of opportunities so like kiss fm for two years running they did a kiss academy so they would organize like a workshop day um and they had like loads of different industry professionals there presenters from the station and things like that and on the first one of those it was in 2012 and that's when i first like beat matched like properly and got shown how to do it and stuff um and then so all through the last i don't know 10 what am i 24 15 years, I've just been doing everything I can to put one foot in front of the other and, and learn more and meet new people and things like that. So yeah, like just just learn how to do it. And there's, you know, there's one thing saying that you want to do something and then there's another thing actually being able to do it and being, being all right at it. And like the difference between that he's mad and he's like, oh, right. Well, you know people do like listening to me and i am all right i can mix i can pick good songs and stuff and so there's there's really something to be said between yeah wanting to do something and actually being able to do it <laughs> like because yeah yeah everyone can say they want to do something but not everyone's actually got the skills and and able to yeah go out and do it to to actual people so yeah yeah, so sure. just so just just kept just kept on it really
0: that's cool um yeah I definitely see um there's two two kind of sides to things there's the practical element there's the like you say putting kind of one step uh, one foot in front of the other and learning and being open to learn and developing those practical skills which you nailed I listened to um some recordings of you from Flex FM that they upload onto the website as as podcasts and I was listening to it like this is this is like mainstream radio this is It sounds great. And there's definitely a skill to it, of course. And it's a skill that I think people don't really think about. Um, The beat matching, you know, those practical things. Um, Yeah, it sounded great. But in terms of the... um, I I think we've probably bonded over chats that we've had because I think our work ethics are quite similar. And I get the impression that you, you have that drive and you have that intuition. And there's something more that I think you've got going on that a lot of people don't have. Have you got any thoughts about um, any critical turning points or any kind of conscious mindset shifts that you've experienced that have kind of uh, contributed to your work ethic and your your attitude to what you're doing? Um,
1: yeah, I am incredibly driven. Like, I just have this idea that I want to be in 30 years time, or 40 years time whenever my career ends I want to look back and say I did everything I possibly could like there isn't one thing I could have tried and I wish I did that or I should have done this or I should have spoke to that person or I should have done that mix or learned that instrument or something like I just want to be able to say I did everything I could towards the career that I want um and I don't really know what what drove that, but I, I guess it's just like holding myself accountable. Um, and if I don't do it, no one else is going to. Like, I'm the only one who's who's gonna put myself where, like, I, uh, it's gotta come from me. People can help me and, and give yourself opportunities and stuff, but but ultimately it's me who's gotta get up every day and make things happen. So, um, and I don't, it's a weird one, but I don't really like the whole thing about being lucky. I think you, you make your own luck and you put yourself in situations and it's not like, oh, you're so lucky you did that. It's like, well, no, I did this, this and this and then it resulted in this. Like, I wouldn't be able to do these things if I didn't do other things. So I really believe in that. And I just want to make, make myself proud, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. um I agree with you. um I hear people say that like, oh, so-and-so so lucky. And it's like, well, no, they, they like you said they they've taken x y and z steps and they've made that opportunity for themselves even if they couldn't have anticipated what the outcome was going to be they've at least yeah. been open-minded enough to say to say yes and to have worked on something where there was that outcome and and had that optimism i think i think there's loads of people that work really hard but are massive pessimists and so those opportunities don't come but that open-mindedness um is super important well, that's really yeah cool. i'm really
1: optimistic
0: and do you think like i mean i wasn't going to ask you your age but you've already said um (laughs) do you feel like that sets you apart from peers and and whether um you felt the same way at, at school age and that have you have you always felt like this and has it set you apart from your peers your friends um
1: i when i was at school i wasn't like i wasn't crazy academic but i had my personality and my confidence and like I had other things going for me. So I kind of always knew that I'd be all right. Like even if I didn't get really good grades, I was like, yeah, but I'll be all right. Like I get on with people and things like that. And so I think I've always, maybe maybe that's something to do with it. Maybe I've had to work that bit harder because I wasn't getting top grades that I had to pull my strengths in, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but um, I don't know really. I think it's just—it's definitely come over time. Like I always wanted to to do well in my own ways, um, and then I don't know. I guess you just grow up and get more confident and and more driven. But I don't know really.
0: Ah, uh, uh, a bit of a <laughs> careful question. Um, yeah so then perhaps this this might be similar for my next question um what are your uh like values in life and have they have they developed over time or do you have that kind of sense of oh no that's always been super important to me
1: um so you definitely like working hard like i i really believe in in having a good work ethic and putting everything into everything that you do um and I think just like experience is everything you can never note enough things you can always you always do more and put yourself in more places um and always trying to see the good in stuff i've really i've noticed in the last i don't know year or two years that no matter what i'll always flip it on its head and and always say oh yeah but like actually look what good has come out of this or don't worry change can be good and stuff like that I've always I've always um I used to get a lot more so I went so when I went traveling so I I did my I had gap year and went backpacking and I learned when I was away that as long as I'm okay everything's replaceable so I used to get really stressed if I lost stuff like if I would lose my keys or Stuff like that, when I was younger, I used to get really, really stressed. And then when I went traveling, it was like, everything is replaceable. Like, yes, it's a hassle. Yes, it's an inconvenience, but you're okay. And I think I've like taken that into the rest of my life in that, don't worry, like you can overcome things. Everything's, most things are fixable. Yeah, they might be a bit inconvenient and hard work and not ideal, but like the world isn't gonna end, no one's gonna die you can you can work it out. Otherwise, there's just no point worrying. Like, it's just too much stress. Like, right. what's the point? You might as well just flip it on its head, change the way you look at it um, and ch- change your perspective. Um, and then it's not so bad after all. I think sometimes in life it's all the way, it's the way that you look at things. That's how, that's kind of the way I live is just change the way you look at it. And then the situation will be, will be a bit different. That see sense. that's
0: that's super profound like that's that's the core of buddhism really isn't it that um nothing is permanent um you know whether it's that your keys are safely stashed in your pocket or your phone hasn't got a massive crack in the screen like nothing is permanent i'm probably uh, offending loads of people like, <laughs> during that comparison but i think that's like that's the biggest lesson of resilience that people learn or that some people never learn that but over time people learn that um, you know, when they come out of relationships or they um, something unexpected happens at home that, you know, house burns down or like you say, lose something or someone. It's that ultimate understanding, isn't it, that you're OK and you will be OK. I think that's such solid grounding. And. as Yeah, I think our generation as well, who rely or place so much emphasis on um, meaningless Ultimately, meaningless stuff. Like, um, I spend way too much time on social media, for example. But you know, I know (laughs) deep down, it's something that didn't exist ten years ago, and Instagram probably won't exist in another ten years. But that, you know, you think something disastrous would happen, somebody would send you some like mean comment or mean message, but having that, bringing yourself back to that thought that I'm okay, everything's going to be okay, um, and taking the power out of it, I think is like the lesson that everyone should learn. And it's really cool that you've like tick- ticked that box. Um, it's yeah, really cool.
1: Yeah, I, sometimes, I fu- sometimes I wonder if I'm really annoyed <laughs> because whenever my friends and stuff are in situations, I'm like, yeah, but have you thought about it this way? <laughs> um, but I just like to be that. I just, you know, it's, it's an easier life to live, not worrying. Yeah, but I learned that off my nan anyway. Um, my nan used to just say all the time, oh, don't be worrying. And I feel like I've inherited that of her. So, you know, it's just like, what's the point? You can't, I I always think fix the things you can fix and don't worry about the things you can't fix because what, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. If you like, literally there's nothing, like there's nothing you can do. So there's no point sitting and worrying about it because you can't change it. Whereas if it's something you can change, then go and change it
0: yeah absolutely um my boss introduced me recently to the fuck it bucket if you can't change it you stick it in the fuck it bucket and you forget about it oh I Um, like them. and I thought that's great thanks boss that is profound (laughs) but no you're right you're so right um I think that's probably like the my most important lesson and the most important thing to bring myself back to thought to bring myself back to is that you know worrying is wasted energy there's only now no point worrying about past or, or trying to preempt the future um yeah I think that's super profound and um yeah what a great nan to <laughs> have yeah. been part of that because that would just you're set up with that mindset definitely so how do you kind of do you, uh I'll ask a question how do you incorporate um those values and those ideas that you've shared into everyday life and how does it affect like your your work for the label services and your DJing as well. So
1: I am very lucky with the company that I now work for in that they're very good they have a similar outlook to me in that it's it's okay, like we can fix things. And that helps massively because, you know, in previous jobs they have it hasn't been quite as forgiving. Um and is sort of like a way off knowing that, all right, like as long as I do the things I'm asked, it's okay. But if it's not, we can fix things and um, like, it's it's gonna be all right. Um, And I guess with, with my DJing, you know, with, so like with mixing, for example, if I was doing a set and I was mixing, you've got to take risks and they're sometimes the best mixes that you end up doing so a lot of the time you know I might be live on the radio and I'll do a mix and I'll pull it off and it's great and it's like the best mix of the night but then if I get it wrong it's all right like you just fix it you just get get yourself out of it and and don't worry about it and like just don't sweat it so I yeah it's just like if I think if you overthink if you overthink DJing then you would like constantly be tripping yourself up whereas if you just relax into it and take risks and have fun with it, then you've got less chance of messing it up really, <laughs> and yeah. just have fun with it like it's not it's like it's not that deep, is it it's music you're gonna play it, it's gonna sound good if you get it wrong, it shows personality and it shows that you're human, and like everyone does make mistakes, so it's not it's not the end of the world and I think I just try and take every opportunity that i can um work really hard, put myself in the right places. Um, and then just keep going. A lot of the time with DJing, there's so many people trying to do it now that it's, it's really saturated. And there is so many times where I think to myself, oh God, like I'm not getting anywhere or that person's getting there quicker than I am and things like that. But if I, that thing that's inside me that has driven me all this time to do it, is the thing that keeps you going because there's so many times I could give up and be like, oh, do you know what? Sod it! Like, it's just not going to happen. But I've committed to this now, and yeah, I, I want to see it through. So I've just got to keep keep grinding away and and make sure that that drive in you keeps me going instead of listening to the voice saying you're not you're not getting there because I will if I just keep going.
0: And what is that? Do you have an end point? Or is it that kind of feeling that you said earlier? Is, is the goal that feeling that you know, you can look back and know that you took every opportunity? Or do you have like a, a, a singular vision for where you want to get to?
1: I do, but I feel like the goalposts change all the time. And I feel like there's also things that I will probably and hopefully do in my career that I never even think, Is possible. Like I didn't expect to be on radio, and I am. Um, I didn't expect it, but I'm here, and I'm. It's I'm so grateful, and it's amazing. Um, I think the one thing that I do want is to. I think from doing parties um, and birthday parties and stuff is I want people to come and see me play because they want to see me play because of who I am and the DJ that I am and the songs I play and the mixing that's what i i guess that's kind of a goal in itself is i don't just want to be booked to play in the background i want people to come and see me so i guess that yeah that's sort of where i want to end up it's kind of djing the other way around not djing you know djing because because you're good and everyone knows who you are and they're like oh ends is playing i want to go and see her play
0: yeah i understand that but that's quite cool because that's kind of um open-ended in that that can sit in you know, how that comes to fruition might look quite different to what you think now at the point you're at. You know, you might think it, it would be, uh, I don't know, a stadium or five nights in wherever, like Avicii might have done. Um, and it might, it might be exactly how you pictured it when you get there. It might be actually you realise that you've sold out somewhere. Loads of people have come to see you, but it's not how you're picturing it right now.
1: Yeah, I can't really picture it. Like, I don't really know... How it's going to look, but yeah, I just want to, yeah, just be a be a DJ that people choose to come and see. Really,
0: that's really cool. <laughs> and the, when um, you were saying earlier about there being loads of competition, it, I guess there is in loads of areas now. And social media, for example, makes makes us compare ourselves to the rest of the world. When you know, I hear so often that you know our brains haven't developed that far our brains haven't developed uh, as quickly as technology. Whereas, you know, before we were just comparing ourselves to who's in the local town or village or whatever. And now yeah. it's the whole world. Um, I've come to the conclusion that it's for any brand, whatever you're doing, it's, it's your personality that sells and it's your values that sell. Whether that's a change in general business or whether that's just a change in my mind that I'm now drawn to businesses that have personality and people that have personality. Um, is there any like, a thought that brings you back to kind of center if you ever find yourself going down a rabbit hole of comparing yourself?
1: Yeah, I, because I've wanted this for so long and I've only ever wanted this, I don't want it to be a short term thing. So it's not, a, it's not like a phase or a trend that I'm jumping on or something like that. It's not, it's not like, Oh, DJing's hot right now. I'm going, I want to do that. Is, is all I've ever wanted to do. And so because I want a long career, I, I'm i okay with the fact that it's gonna take a while. And I almost want it to take a while because then it will last longer. Um, and I want I want to really earn it. And I want it to, I I don't want everything to come at once because you learn as you go along and that's only gonna make you better and more experienced and so yeah, I don't want, I don't want to have a short career. I want to still be doing it in years to come. And so that's sort of my mindset is, all right, you do you, Um, that's cool. I'm just here rolling on, like doing it at my pace. And when it happens, it happens sort of thing, but just enjoying, enjoying the ride and working towards what is ahead, but not, constantly looking ahead but enjoying what I'm doing now yeah for sure you're super
0: super grounded with all of that stuff that's really cool (laughs) um we talked as well about um uh radio traditional radio and um the endless options to broadcast online um how how do you view like pursuing your career and building a career in the on traditional radio if I can call it that broadcasting live i mean on an fm station or a digital station versus broadcasting from one of the many online platforms how do you see like what what value do you give to those two routes um
1: for me i guess it depends on what what everyone's goals goals are and what that platform is for you so for me there's like the big hitters there's the majors um it's the same as record labels you know you've got the major labels and to me you've got the major stations radio 1 kiss capital they're they're the top and and flex is on on its way like we're storming we're doing great um and so for me to end up at one of those i need to climb the commercial ladders so if I wanted to end up at Radio One, Radio One Dance, or Kiss FM, I'm not gonna, I'm not necessarily like gonna get there on a on a digital online station because there's so many, and I I need to be within the world of of radio and FM to to move up that ladder. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, we, you and I talked, and I've spoken to. Um, uh, BBC radio Bristol presenter because um, I think I'd kind of had this light bulb moment where I was like, okay, well, I love music and I uh, obsessed with music um, and I love talking to people. I love meeting people. And all of a sudden I thought, Oh God, I'm going to work in radio. That's, that ties everything together really neatly. And I spoke to you about um, working your way up, I suppose, is the phrase. And then I spoke to this BBC radio presenter and she is especially was throwing all these like corporate terms at me. And after like 10 minutes, I don't know God knows what she thought of me, but after like 10 minutes, I was like, okay, okay, thanks. Yep. All right. Cheers. Bye. Um, Cause it, she totally turned me off the idea. And then I had to question like, Oh, do you really want to work in radio? And I just realized that for me, I'm so, I'm such a like square peg and round hole when it comes to like anything, even vaguely officey and corporate that, you know I've been trying to escape the corporate since before I was even in the working world like I was still a student and I think that that really jarred with me so that the online route and the like DIY route really appeals but I totally I understand what you're saying and you're looking at it from probably well I know more of a sensible um, (laughs) way because you've got that like longer term vision I suppose but you're yeah. you're right. It's like what it serves for you, and there are a few kind of online stations locally that are doing amazing stuff. And I spoke to somebody else as well who'd um, toyed with getting into radio, and and he kind of echoed what you said that you know those those platforms serve different purposes. Um, but I can see the comparison between the two in terms of the long game. You're playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I think I think i um like DIY and digital is great but again depends on the purpose like if it's a passion project and it's something that you love doing and like you want to put the time and effort into doing it and it supports other projects then then absolutely like go for it but then yeah exactly it depends where you want to actually end up Um, there's different avenues but yeah for me personally I need to be in like at a station where i'm gonna get seen get heard um and be and be part of that world
0: really Mm, yeah that makes sense so um moving on slightly from that um day to day and the theme of this live and what will become an upcoming good stuff radio podcast episode what is your good stuff in life what do you really enjoy
1: I watch loads of TV.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs)
1: Um, What is my good stuff? Um, Yeah, TV is always my go-to. I'm now obsessed with walks. Love a walk. Nice, yeah. What else is there to do? I know, Um, Ryan. and yeah, just like checking in with people—is it? Am I on the right track? Are we talking things? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like day
0: to day, good stuff, and, and what like really makes you feel good. Yeah, just like listening to music,
1: doing a bit of DJing, watching TV, walking the dog—the the simple things. Now, I I mean, I do really miss going out, clubbing. I miss partying. I desperately miss meeting people and connecting with people. And like, when we were allowed to go to the pub and stuff before Christmas, I was like, yeah, but I what I enjoy is when you go out with your friends, but you don't actually stay with your friends, you make friends at the bar or you make friends in the toilet. That's what I like. You know what I'm I mean? a nightmare so... for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> one memorable night, um, I was given a ticket to see Kylie uh, in Bournemouth which um. I wouldn't you know necessarily buy a ticket to see Kylie but I absolutely loved it but like a third of the way through um, in an interval I went to the bar I came back with like five drinks for, lost all my friends got adopted by somebody else somebody else had <laughs> thrown like glitter in my face yeah you came away with more friends than you started with um, yeah I'm like that as well yeah swapping tables at parties swapping seats with people it I used my to friends
1: go off so much. Oh, literally. I when I when I was like 18, 19, I used to go to like student night. I would turn up on my own knowing that there'd be like four different groups of friends there. So I'd arrive, say hi to the ones that I that I'd organized to see, go and spend time with another, and then leave with another group of friends. Fantastic. <laughs> she got it sorted. So yeah, I, I do love really that. I really miss that. I do yeah. really miss that. Like I am um, super sociable and, and outgoing so locking me up has been hard but my time will come.
0: Yeah definitely it be like the breakout going out yeah. again going clubbing again. Do you think it will ever do you think it will ever be the same?
1: Yeah because everyone will be so happy it'll almost be better.
0: Yeah I just can't imagine it I look at uh, footage of, of gigs and, and even just TV shows where like Kirsty and Phil on like Love It or List It. It's good to say close together and I'm watching it like you guys are still way too close together. Yeah. It's just yeah.
1: I don't know. It's bizarre, I... isn't it, how instilled we
0: are now. Yeah, totally.
1: Um No, it'll happen again and Australia and New Zealand or New Zealand especially have have had concerts and gigs and stuff again, so as soon as we can we will and it'd be bigger and better. But a lot of a lot of the time that's definitely something to be aware of in the pandemic and in lockdown is it leveled it sort of leveled the playing field a little bit for DJs because no one's no one's getting booked. So we're all at home, we're all just here um doing Instagram lives, doing live sets, doing live streams, um and I think it's really gonna, it's really a case of we are all gonna come out the other side, but who's gonna come out the strongest? And it's been like, we've all had to work hard to keep ourselves visible because I need to keep as active as possible um, through many different ways so that when events do kick off again, I'm on people's radar and they're thinking, oh yeah, I spoke to Ems or I've listened to her show or I've watched one of her lives and she's really good and we've connected or I've made friends with someone and then, you know, I, I just need to be in people's minds for when, for when the time comes.
0: And have you found that people are more accessible because of lockdown? Have you found that you've connected with people that in your day job or, you know, physically going out and meeting people you might never have come across, but actually followed them on Instagram, maybe they followed you back or you have connected with them on whatever LinkedIn or something like that. Have you found that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because everyone's, well, you know, everyone's at home, they can't tell you they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I know you're at home, so you can reply or whatever. Um, and we did notice at work as well, actually. Um, so part of my job is we do um, performer rights. So we so you've got uh, PRS, which is when you write a song and you, you own it and you get money for it, but then performer rights is if you do a contribution on a track and especially last summer, like when everyone was at home had time to do admin, we did loads of business because people were signing forms super quickly and and also people weren't weren't outperforming and earning money that way. So they were like, okay, how else can I earn money? Oh, I haven't got my performer rights in order and we were signing people up. So it's yeah, it's definitely um it's definitely benefited business in that way as well.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that.
1: no no one does
0: that's why that's why it's so good that's why um
1: that's why my my company exists really because no one really knows about it so there's people out there with loads of money that they don't know is there so then we we go and help them find it so that's nice oh yeah
0: that's really cool um i was going to ask as well in terms of like good stuff and everyday enjoyment you said like listening to music and is there any part of you that has a little bit of worry that um, because it's your job, if you want to use that word, to do a show on Flex FM um, and, and ultimately other um, stations, is there any part of you that worries a bit that it will become laborious and finding new music will become a chore?
1: Um. No. <laughs> no, nice,
0: no, good answer.
1: As long as, like, MK keeps churning out tracks, I'm here for it, like... It's not gonna change. And at least I'm not like, I don't just like one genre of music. Like I have a varied, a varied taste, so it never gets boring. That's so cool. It, yeah, I once bought like when, so HMV when it was like two CDs for 10 pound, I bought nice. Will Young and Swedish House Mafia in my two for 10. So that's how I represent my
0: musical tastes. That's very cool. Um, I also have a really eclectic taste and I can't put my finger on why I like certain stuff. And I'd love to know more about like the science of why we're drawn to certain melodies or patterns. Um, although I'm a bit worried that if I start like learning about it, it will take the magic out. Um, so maybe... I'll well, learn. there is
1: there is like... Um, I'm pretty sure house music and dance music is like mostly in uh, major chords or something. Yeah yeah so like it is it is a real thing you are on something
0: um i started learning piano uh we got a piano maybe a year ago but over and there are certain melodies that i'm i'm really obsessive in music and that i i listen to the same song over and over again for you know a few weeks or, or whatever um which is probably why I wouldn't be very good as a DJ because I just want to play the same stuff each time. Oh, I
1: do that too. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, cool. I'm
1: Um, pretty sure for the last six months I've played M&EK and Joe and Corey, Head and Heart, and I'll continue to play it for the next six months. So it's all good.
0: Okay, that's permission. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, trying to understand, you know, why I was drawn to certain songs. And then I learned to play them on the piano and obviously murdered it because I'm rubbish. Um, but it's totally taken the magic out of the song, so I'm like, okay, just stop, uh, just listen to it and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, not so good.
1: Yeah, music's so emotive, isn't it? Like, um, it's just, it is crazy how certain things grab you, especially, yeah. especially the maddest ones is when it's like a happy song, but it makes you like feel a certain way about someone or something. Or, um, but yeah,
0: there's some. There's loads of, obviously, there's loads of theories behind music. Um, I'm doing a course at the moment uh, at work that, I mean, the one thing I remember about this lecture series, because it's all pretty highbrow and above my head, um, but that we call music emotional, but it's not emotional. It's inanimate, but it, the emotions within us, like you said, it's more emotive. It, it, we have associations, whether they're whether we've heard it for the first time. Um, and we associate that type of music, or that pattern, or those chords, or whatever, or that genre of music with an emotion, or we've heard it for the second, third time, and it takes us back to a certain moment. Um, so it's a whole load of, like, balloon-bursting theories that you can get bogged down in. Um, I do find it interesting, but, uh, no, yeah, I'm not sure how deep I should go with that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I don't share- know,
1: I don't know, Sorry. I don't have the science, so... I I can enjoy the sentiment, but I can't back it up.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a good place to be, just enjoying (laughs) it. Um, Well, you've talked a lot about uh, values and ideas and philosophies that you shared really early on, which I want to say again, I think are amazing and super grounded. Um, If you had a pearl of wisdom to share with the world, if you had a message that you could share with the whole world, what would it be? Just don't worry. Nice. That's it. That's literally it. That's great. Just don't worry. I was
1: thinking about um, what we were gonna talk about over the week and I wanted to share this, right? So when I used to watch X Factor when I was younger, well actually still now, I think the same thing. People would always go on there saying, I wanna make so-and-so proud or I wanna, yeah, I wanna make my son proud or my mom proud or my auntie or whatever. And I used to sit there going, but why? Like, just do it for yourself. <laughs> and I still stand by that. Like, I, like, that really stuck with me that I'm just like, everyone's doing their own thing. Like, just, just you're the one who's got to motivate yourself. Like, just make yourself proud. Um, you know, maybe it's because sometimes they were like, one or two years old and I was like, he's gonna watch it back in years to come, but right now he doesn't know what you're doing. But like, it just kind of stuck with me. I was just like, yeah, but like, just do it for yourself. Cause at the end of the day, you know, in school and things like that, you're the one who's got to get up and sit exams and, and you know, work late nights to, you know, get the best tracks together for your show or to produce a new song that you're trying to finish. You're the one who's got to do that. And, you know, just make yourself proud before anything else.
0: Which is super alien to loads of people because you know, society, societally, we don't love ourselves, we don't respect ourselves, we give, you know, we place so much emphasis on everybody else, what they think. Um, so yeah, it's. I, I touched upon that in a previous episode, actually, with um, Catherine, who did a long distance, like endurance cycle race, and she said the the thing that got her through at those really tough times was. Thinking about like her office, her office mum, and her office family, who'd all encouraged her to do this race, and I was trying to—I suppose a bit of a leading question—but ask about like, have you have you achieved more for being motivated by the thought of making somebody else proud versus making yourself proud? And I think if most people answered that honestly, they'd say, "Yes, I did something to um, avoid negative judgment." mainly from our parents right we tried to do stuff when we're kids that won't annoy them um until we get to that age where we start doing stuff to annoy them um but i think like across the nation i think across our society that making ourselves proud is like quite an alien concept to loads of people yeah i think it is maybe i'm lucky that
1: like mum and dad were, were very supportive and were just like yeah if that's what you want to do like go for it um but I just love the idea of, you know, I, I really love events and I like, I used to do like when I did drama at school, I really enjoyed the process of like having an idea, planning it, putting it into practice, and then looking back at the end result. And I love being able to stand at the end of doing something at the end of an event or um, a song that I've made or a, or a show that I've done and going, I did that. Look what I achieved. And there's there's no feeling like it of of just being like, look what we've done or look yeah. what I've done, you know? And I guess that's where I want to be in at the end of my career is just looking back and going, you did that.
0: Hmm. That's cool. Hey, I'm going to throw you a curveball question. Um, you mentioned... Oh, go on. Sorry. <laughs> um, you mentioned when we were uh, chatting over DM that um, sometimes when you're listening to interviews, you want to, or you do answer some of the questions that are being asked of the guest. And I wonder if you've, like, got an ideal question you'd love to be asked in an interview or something that you've heard someone else be asked that's that's prompted quite, um, maybe a deep answer or has really got you thinking about how you would answer that. Is there anything that springs to mind?
1: Oh, I think I've covered a lot of it, to be honest. All right, cool. A lot of the things I've said. Well, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, maybe... Hmm. Maybe it's just like decisions that I've made and, and the way that your, your life affects things that you do. I'm not sure. I don't have a question, but I think it's been interesting talking about, I like to talk about positivity and, and having a positive mindset and um, being a go getter. (laughs) Yeah. Not in a cringy way, but you know, I like I like to t- talk about that because I think positivity is is it's like um, is there is there a thing about it takes more muscles to frown than smile? Is that yeah? Yeah, so I think it's similar to that in like it takes a lot more to turn something on its head and think positively about it than it does. Like it's easier just to see the bad in the situation and just to feel mad about it it's a lot harder to look at a situation and go actually i'm like this is okay or what if i did this or what if like because it takes more processing and more thoughts and it takes a lot more energy and so it's definitely something that as a person i'm trying to talk about more because i think a lot like more people should just be more positive
0: (laughs) i think once you i when you're in a like stinky mood It takes a lot to turn that around. Um, I've definitely experienced that. But I think I'm learning to not get to that point. I'm learning to, like, catch that feeling before it nosedives and before you feel like crap to actually just remind myself of some of the things that you've mentioned. Like, there's no point worrying about it. I can't change it. You know, why am I relaying or replaying, sorry, a conversation that's already happened, you know, five hours ago? it's those kind of, I think it's that awareness and recognition of when you're sliding down that slide of of kind of stopping it and then switching it on its head. And that over time doesn't take as much energy I've found. Um, Well, you get
1: better at it. I think you get better at it over time and starting every day, like have a bad day, but leave it in that day, start the next day as a new day, because we get, I mean, loads of quotes go around all the time, but we get, new days we get a new chance every single day so take it like don't turn it into a week because then it will turn into two weeks and um so yeah it's definitely true like and i've just learned not to like i don't have any regrets and i don't get embarrassed because like it's in the past yeah i can't regret it like what is the point
0: yeah you can't change it exactly yeah stick it in the bucket bucket yeah like it happened
1: it happened probably probably not great that it happened probably a bit probably a bit annoying but can i physically go back in time and change it
0: no and i was talking to my friend recently who um saying he's like worried that something will come and bite him in the ass and i had to remind him that everyone's so self-obsessed and so self-conscious about what they're doing the chance of them remembering what you did two years ago or even yeah. like a month ago it's just like in reality it's just instantly forgotten isn't it yeah yeah it is. <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your insights and your positivity um what's coming up for you and where can listeners find you so you can find me at dj.ms E-M-S.
1: Um, and yeah, I've got my, got my monthly radio show, um, on Flex FM 101.4, um, every four weeks on a Sunday, six till 8 PM. And I'm also doing a bi-weekly mix that will go online to support the show. So then I'd get two a month, but one of them's like on SoundCloud. So that's just DJMs, or one word. Um, and that's where you can find me. And... I'm hopefully gonna be doing some more production, music production stuff. Um, It is something that I find really, really hard learning to produce, Um, but I'm working on it. I'm having some some more like tutoring sessions and stuff and not giving up on it, but just need to work through it because it's a lot easier to avoid something that you find difficult than challenge it and face it head on. But I'm gonna keep facing it and hopefully Hopefully I'll get there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, you will. you know, no rush, you know. happens.
0: Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely get there. Yeah, you got a great work ethic, for sure. Um, I'm sure I mentioned to you um, music production for women. is a really cool community and tuition um, online. It's a cool platform. Um, ah,
1: yes, I will check them out.
0: Yeah, they're a really nice bunch. There's podcasts there and, yeah, just a cool, cool bunch of people. And I think there should be some live events you know when when we can meet up again They they do workshops and that um yeah. in the city which is cool um but yeah thank you so much really appreciate your time thank you for taking a punt on this live the first live oh you're so um,
1: welcome i hope uh, i answered your questions good
0: <laughs> yeah not a test um yeah <laughs> you
1: to yeah. score me
0: yeah 11 out of 10 oh, thank you thanks. very much um yeah really appreciate it Best of luck with all you that you're doing. I will listen to your recorded Flex FM episodes that I can find. I really enjoyed it um, listening oh, today. And um, yeah, I will catch you very soon. Yeah,
1: and good luck. Enjoy the rest of your lives. And, and I will continue to work my way through all your back catalogue of episodes.
0: I thought you meant my life then. Like, have a nice <laughs> life. See you later. It's like, huh, all right. <laughs> um, no <laughs> thank you yeah we've got some more coming up i'm speaking to holly butterworth from butterworth's vintage tomorrow and hopefully on monday i'm speaking to adam devonshire from the band idols so um oh. if yeah if you're watching now this is where i'll be on tomorrow at one thirty. saturday at one thirty, and it's also my birthday tomorrow just saying working on my, oh my birthday. god Look i know
1: this is like lockdown birthday vibes. I know, Doing, I a, missed little, it
0: doing a little live. Yeah, so tomorrow at 1.30 and Monday at 8 with Adam. And then all these episodes um, for people listening will go on to Good Stuff Radio. If you're listening on Good Stuff Radio, I'm talking to you in the future. Subscribe, follow me. And Ems. So I'm at l.dean, e-l.d-e-a-n-e. And Ems is at dj.ems.ems, that is word yeah. perfect okay cool thank you very much and um, yeah i'll catch you soon
1: you're so welcome see you soon hopefully bye. in real life yeah
0: hopefully <laughs> that'll be the day cool bye Take care. bye i really hope that you enjoy listening to these episodes as much as i enjoy creating them what an amazing varied selection of stories and insights and values i learn from every single guest be sure to check out the social handles that they share within the episodes and give me a follow as well on instagram if you're interested in more good stuff radio episodes instagram lives updates sneak peeks behind the scenes hopefully coming soon a simplicity or minimalism agony aunt type feature yeah if you're interested in that and all updates from l's vintage workwear as well you'll find it all at Dean at e l look forward to connecting with you bye